Hello, everybody. How you doing tonight? This is Cover Four with the guys. How you doing today, Terrence? I'm doing good. Um, you know, sorry for the people that didn't get to hear that banger last week. We had a technical issue, but I'm ready for this little remix part two here. Get into it with you guys tonight. Yeah, last week was definitely episode. Nick, how you feeling, bro? I mean, yeah, same. You know, I feel a little disappointed. We had a really good one, but I'm really happy we're able to bring our boy uh, Ant back on and uh, recover as much as we could from uh, last week's energy and uh, move on to week six. All right, Ant, we got the big dog back in the house again with the guys hanging out. How you doing today, man? Doing good. I'm doing good. How's it going, everybody? Uh, I guess the episode didn't come out at all last week, so they don't know anything about me. So I'll introduce myself one more again, y'all. My name is Anthony, a.k.a. Tony Playboy, a.k.a. <laughs> babysitter, a.k.a. Kendrick Percocet, and a.k.a. Urban Meyer Sensitivity Trainer, and I'm the <laughs> host of the Fly Route Podcast. You can catch it anywhere you listen to podcasts, and it's on YouTube, everywhere at the Fly Route Pod. Hey, I just want y'all to know, when he said that Kendrick Percocet last week, boy, we I was weak. We lost it. <laughs> Hey, for at least two minutes, nobody was saying nothing. We were just laughing because I was like, did he really just say that? So, yeah. That is one of my better ones. Big shout out. Thanks for stopping by again and coming through with us. Uh, if you want to find the guys, if you want to find the guys, you can find us on Twitter. We're super active on Twitter. It's cover four. So cover and then the number four underscore with the guys. You'll find us on there. We're always active. We'll be talking to Ant. We're active with other fans and everything. So let's get it started with what the news we got going on this week. I mean, maybe we'll touch on what happened last episode, too. Who knows? Uh, John Gordon's a dumbass. We already know that, yeah. though. So we don't have to rehab all that. Miles Garrett had a tombstone of quarterbacks in the front lawn of his house for Halloween. I thought it was hilarious. I'm not going to lie to you. That's it was, dope. It was pretty. Different. It's different. And I'm let y'all know the Kyler Murray tombstone was smaller than everybody else's tombstone. <laughs> So Jay is the ultimate troll, yeah, and he's hilarious. That was, leg- that was legendary. Yeah, how do you feel about that? Ed? Yeah, that's that's a little petty. I like it. <laughs> I like it. you. Got to take the shots when you gonna take them. Everybody loves talking about Kyler Murray, but he, I don't think he's too worried because he's on top of the world right now. That is true, and we got some news out in Duval County. Them boys finally snapped a forty-game losing streak. We already know Urban Meyer is probably getting loose out in London. You know how that goes with Urban. How you feel about that, Nick? I mean, so just and not to harp on, honestly, if there's anything I'm happy about with losing the episode last week, it's the fact that people don't have to hear more about the John Gruden BS. Um, but if there's any person who is the happiest about that news coming out, it was Urban Meyer because so much heat got taken off of him. And now you get your first win and you get to go out. I mean, you know, he he was uh he was definitely living it up with that. But honestly, I'm really happy for Trevor Lawrence, you know. There's certain people that, you know, may look like bust potential at this point from that draft class. I don't think Trevor's one of them. He's just not really getting the benefit from a, a, a good team. Um, but the fact that they were able to rally, they had a couple of close games and finally pull one out. You know, I was really glad for the team. And you got to look at it, too, because remember, I predicted them to get at least six wins. And they, mm-hmm. they're about to pass the early part of their schedule that was said, easy. I said three. Boom. Yeah, they're not at the part of the schedule where it's going to be easy anymore. Remember, I was like, no, they can snag the early ones. Because it's yeah. going to be relatively easy. So we had some other interesting news coming out. Uh, Seattle superstar wideout was getting into it with Hall of Famer Shannon Sharp. And they had an exchange of words. I'm going to list off exactly what they had going on, bro. Because <laughs> I found it 
insane that this happened. If you don't know, DK Metcalf caught a ball. I think it was right before going into overtime, or was it in overtime? I think it was. It was, it was before, before going. To, it, was, it was before going to overtime, and there was only a couple. You know, they didn't have a couple timeouts, seconds left. And only a couple it was only like twelve seconds left. Yeah, like stepping out, left. he tried to hero ball it from like the twenty-five. They were about to honestly, they were gonna win if he gets out of bounds. But I don't know if he like my only excuse I could give him is that he was trying to get more yards to get the kicker in. But the weird thing about it is when you watch the field goal range, though. So. Yeah, yeah. So it like there's no excuse. But the only the only weird thing I can think if I'll give him a pass is maybe he wanted to get some more yards, but he was a dumbass because he turned back in. He could have just bulldozed the safety and carried him out with him. People be forgetting DK Mecca has a tank, so uh, Shannon Sharp, he commented on that. He said, what was DK thinking? Why well, try to play hero ball in that situation? DK responded, stop questioning me, little boy. And then uh, Shannon replied, nothing to question. That was a dumbass play, and your pride won't let you admit it. You can't question anything I've done. Pray your resume will be as complete as mine. Enjoy the rest of your night. DK said something else, and then DK had a come-to-Jesus moment. He tweeted, I think, like two hours later. He's like, you know what? You're right, because guess what? He was right. And uh, he, <laughs> I, he he thought he could shit on Shannon Sharp and come to find out Shannon Sharp is a top five tight end of all time with a, a jacket and three rings. Yeah, it wasn't a come to Jesus moment. Somebody like he knew kind of got to him. He was like, hey, bro, you know what Shannon Sharp done did? <laughs> yeah, he was like, I messed up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was honestly super embarrassing because all I got from it was like he genuinely did not know anything about Shannon Sharp other than you know the show with Skip. Like it was pretty. That was that was pretty bad. Being a wide receiver in the NFL, not knowing that. It's weird because you know what, I mean? what are you yeah. about to say, Terrence? It's just crazy that it took Shannon Sharp, like you know, coming out that he really you know got that offensive. I feel like people only get that offensive when they know they messed up, and then it's yeah. like you know that was a dumb play in that moment. Like, get out of bounds. Like, you're not going to get a touchdown. You're not doing anything spectacular for your team at this moment. The best thing you could have did was go out of bounds. I mean, I'm not going to lie. He is struggling a little bit. He has all the potential in the world. He can – because how big he is, how fast he is, he plays physical. He's just got this weird thing with dropping the ball sometimes. His routes aren't, like, as great as other people's routes. But the sky is the limit with him. I just don't know why he went there with Shannon Sharp. Because if y'all don't know, this man – other than that Bronco team he was on, which still kind of ran the ball. That Ravens team he won with Trent Dilford was a rushing the ball team. And then the defense was just great. And where does Shannon Sharp stack up on your, like, tight ends? Man's top three. Like, top three, top five. Like, a lot of people are going to surpass him just because the game changes. So, like, we didn't see Gronk, who should probably be TE1 all time at this point. Like, yo, who else? I don't know, Tony Gonzalez. I saw, I saw Nick's face. Like, like, <laughs> like, like yeah. I, I mean, but I think Tony Gonzalez comes from like a similar era too, where if he played in this era, like he and I know he played more than Shannon did. But Tony, Tony Tony played on teams that was throwing that bitch, so that's what people forget. He played with Priest Holmes, bro, when they were ro- rolling it out. And the only team he really played for that really aired it out was the Falcons when he was like 35 years old. Bro, them cheese I teams mean, he was on was throwing the ball, bro. Bro, yeah. They have both. Yeah, he did it. He has the record for most touchdowns. He's got most tight end records, and that's not in this era. He's got those records for. I do agree. Shannon, it I mean, there's a lot of guys. Kellen Winslow Sr., uh, Shannon Sharp, uh, 
Tony Gonzalez, Antonio Gates, like if they got to play their primes in this era, we would be having a completely different. Oh, for sure, for sure. Oh, like, like every, right? That's everybody in every game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is, I would take Tony Gonzalez. I just, and I just, to me, it's weird in that aspect because. I was telling Nick about it. I don't know too many people's game that would transition like older dudes. And I, I say it all the time. Like there's not many, like there are at receiver. There's a lot, but like at tight end, there's not a lot. Cause if you look at it, a lot Sharp, of guys were blockers back in the day. Exactly. I mean, like, but you got to think about it too. Even the game, the rules have changed to protect the offense more. And then you got to think too. Yeah. They probably would have still been good in this era, but there's also honestly, like there's better athletes now, faster people, like the defensive every, defensive schemes. Yeah. yeah, everything is totally different now, too. So you have to you have to take that into it. You gotta take that into account. But the wild thing to me is just that Sharp literally blocks as good as George Kittle and Gronk. And he's as shifty as Darren Waller and Travis Kelsey. Yeah. And he's huge. Like he would bro. And the crazy thing is he's not even the best sibling in his house. His brother, if he doesn't get injured, yeah, if he doesn't break his neck basically, he's you know. <laughs> He's had a oh. and everything. You know? and he he tell and Shan Sharp tells that story all the time. So it's just to me, it's wild that DK didn't know that because you think like honestly, you could probably put DK at tight end just to try it and be like, oh well, you probably play like him. Yo, and that 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 made me feel old, honestly. Like, yeah, that he didn't know. What you about yeah. to say, Ant? He like twenty three, and I don't see much of a difference between the way like DK is talking to Shannon Sharp. Then like when you heard like this newer age of rappers come out, when Uzi and like who was it Yachty were like, "No, nah, I don't listen to Pac, I don't listen to Biggie." Like, they say that. Like it's the same thing. Like DK Metcalf is twenty three. He got into the league when he was like what twenty one, twenty. He a young cat. Like he, like he probably. Never seen Shannon Sharp in pads. Man, I'm gonna give the thing is though, Uzi and them know who Pac is. They just probably chose not to listen to him. You know what I'm saying? No, they definitely know who they are for sure. Shannon, him not know who Shannon Sharp is is hear them the same way we do. Okay, yeah. And and let's be honest, like no disrespect to Shannon Sharp, but like Tupac's like a different level of cultural icon too. Like Tupac and Biggie were like. You know, and again, no disrespect to Shannon, but like there was a gap between Shannon's playing career and his now media career where he might not have been as relevant, where from the day they touched the microphone till they died, like they were it. You know what I mean? That's so true. I'll give I'll give him a little bit of slack on that. I just like that he keep it 100 on the show because Skip be driving me crazy, but he do oh, keep yeah. <laughs> he keep it. Take- Skip's just a troll. Yeah, he, he keep it 100, and he do give the insight of, like, being a player. So it's nice to see. And he, he bro, he rips everybody. Like, I first, yeah. I used to think he was just ripping Lamar Jackson. He used to piss me off. But then he would get praise when, like, you know, Lamar would do good. So he he even killed pretty much on, on all aspects. Uh, yeah. Moving along, we got uh, the Cardinals remain undefeated, and the Browns and Baker are unraveling. What do you think about that, Terrence? For me, honestly, I just think the Cardinals, man, they're they're hot right now. They're playing good ball, uh, complimentary football. And the Browns, I mean, although I must say I had them going to the Super Bowl, I mean, at this point in the season, the way things are looking, injuries, um, you know, dropping a couple games, OBJ connection isn't there, Jarvis Landry, Baker, shoulder. Their Super Bowl window, I mean – 
I don't even know how big it is now to even say that they're like a, a top dog in the AFC at this point. Well, if you want week nine, we will redo the Super Bowl picks we did before the season started, and you could uh, double down, or you can back out and pick a new team. Oh no, I'm backing out. I, I can't pick them this time. <laughs> at least you said it. How you how you feel about that, Ant? The Browns and the Cards. Uh, we got Kyler running around like a badass little kid. How you feel? Kyler, that dude. I'm telling you, the MVP race has been Kyler Murray one, Lamar Jackson two, basically the entire year. If you've been watching, like the Cardinals are so hot. Lamar Lamar Jackson is great, but what Kyler Murray is doing is exceptional. He's completing like seventy plus percent of his passes all year long. That is insane, and he's doing it with his legs too. Uh, uh, the Cardinals have surprised a lot of people. They should be the number one team in the NFL. And the Browns, on the other hand, the collapse is just wild. Like, the Browns are a team now that, like, they should kind of shut it down for a bit, get people healthy, and then try to make a run towards the back end of the season. We still got 11 games to go. There's so much time where if, like, things get healthy for them on the back end because they got a lot of people on IR, they can make a run and get into the playoffs and be what we expected them to be. That's a lot of bad luck right now. I think that's what a lot of people are trying to figure out. Like, can they get it going or are they just going to end up being the Browns of old and not getting out of this hole pretty much? So that's what's why. It's, it's, it's crazy to even think that this is the situation. And in a sense, at the front end of the season, being that coming into the season, like top to that, like front to back, offense, defense, like Stacked. they are one of the best teams in the NFL on paper. So it's crazy to see them, what, three and three at this point? A lot yeah. of injuries. Like they're like, unlike the Ravens, the Ravens had those injuries and in their next man up, they were just on point. <laughs> like the Browns could not deal with it. They lost Jarvis Landry. OBJ was never really a good fit with Baker ever. So people thinking yeah. OBJ would just blow up because Jarvis wasn't around anymore made no sense to me personally. They lost Kareem Hunt partway through that game after already losing Nick Chubb. And all they did was rely on that dual back action. Yeah. Like Baker was just managing games and they were running it down people's throat. They were like, bro, we got like two top 10 backs in the league. It's yeah. all built. They lost two offensive linemen. Lost people on the defensive end. It's tough, but it's also tough to give them that big of a break when Baltimore got like 16 niggas on. Hey, I, I, I promise you, <laughs> I, I am not. You ain't getting no type of pass, sympathy. Like, I feel bad for the player, but if you're going to be like, oh, this dude's out, we not winning games, bro. Do not talk to me about no injuries at all. Nick, how you feel about the Brownies uh, real quick? I think Ann actually hit it on the head with the dual running back action. You know, it's um, this is probably something that no one who watches the show thought they would ever hear. But when you say Tom Brady's a game manager, there's different levels to it because he can take over a game. The difference between the type of game manager that Baker is, is if there isn't a running game that can be established first, he really does struggle. Last year, he opened up the season. I can't remember how many interceptions he had. But he's like nine touchdowns, like six interceptions. He ended up finishing the season – with like a ratio of like five to one because Nick Chubb was finally fully healthy. Uh, Kareem Hunt finally got fit into the system and they were able to take off that aspect of their offense. Um, a lot of people un unfairly blamed it on OBJ. And although the fit isn't there, there's no way you can blame a quarterback's play on a wide receiver. It's never that way. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that a lot of their shortcomings have come from the fact that the defense is underperformed. Uh, not nearly as bad as like Washington's, but they're underperforming on defense. 
and Baker's getting exposed the more uh, beat up that the the running back duo gets. I, I'm not surprised that the defense is underperforming so much, Nick, because they brought in a whole cast of new guys. So, like, yeah. that was going to take time to gel. I'm really shocked on offense that they are struggling because yeah. it's, it's the same people you're looking at. Like, Baker, I done threw all these dudes, got the same back, same lineman. We didn't change anything. They brought back David Njoku, who they probably didn't even – they didn't re- think they were bringing him back. Like, that was like yeah. a toss-up if he was coming back. So they got they Hooper, and it was like Watt. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah exactly. They're, so they're now – They're deep. They're deep. they're deep everywhere. Does anybody yeah. know if the Browns do two tight end sets ever? Yeah, they do. Njoku and Hooper would be out there. Both of them. I don't – now, this is the only thing I'll say well. is now that, you know um, – Hunt and Chubb are, you know, banged up. They should do that in more passing sets. You know, keep keep Baker in like a dink and dunk. I'm sorry, dude. I know he's got a good big arm. He does have a big arm, but he doesn't tend to make great decisions. So if you can keep them in like a shorter pass game with those tight ends and get him some easy looks, I mean, it might kickstart. Yeah, I understand that, that Nick, but his connection with OBJ, who is going to be the big time playmaker for this team, yeah. he can't connect. So, like you said, honestly, that's a great point. Um, you just can't be missing. They're gonna have to still. They're gonna have somebody gonna have to step up in that backfield, run the ball, so then Baker can play action off of it. Even if they're not running the ball well, you're gonna have to do it just to try to play action off of it. They got uh the rookie from last year. He's a one one year vet, uh, Darius Johnson from USF. So you know maybe he's gonna step up. He looks good in flashes, and he gonna get the he gonna get the ball this, this Sunday. I don't think they're gonna rush Chubb back. If I was them, I'm not rushing them back. No, not at all. So, what'd you say, Nick? What'd you say? Yeah, there's no way. You can't. Like, they are are starting that dude, the second-year guy. Dave already said it. Chubb and Hunt will not play as confirmed. Yeah. Struggle for a second. Like, it's a slow grind with Dernish Johnson. That's his motto. So, we're going to see if the slow grind paid off for him. Hopefully, it does. You know, hometown kid. So, we're hoping for that. Uh, This is funny. I know Ants ain't going to like it. You know, and, you know, and a Bears fan, he done seen this firsthand. He done dealt with it his whole life, damn near. Aaron Rodgers sees the double bird in the stands and starts yelling all my fucking life, right? You know why he's yelling this? Because he's saying, <laughs> I own the Bears all my life. I have owned the Bears. If y'all want to know his record against the Bears, I think it's 22 and five or it's 21 and five. Either way, I'm going to give him the win, say it's 22 and five. So, how do you feel about that, Ann? Let me get the Bears perspective. Bears fan. First off, fuck 12. <laughs> <laughs> that man's the GOAT. That man's the GOAT. First off, fuck 12. Uh, no, I'm weak. Uh, <laughs> that was so fitting, too. It's crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> First thing, fuck 12. Uh, but if we just be honest, Aaron Rodgers has, has given us nightmares for a very long time if y'all remember two seasons ago they opened at chicago and we had like a 20 point lead going into the half and they came back of course and we didn't score again and they won the game <laughs> and uh my parts are just used to be a broken by Aaron Rodgers. so all i really got to say about it is fuck 12 and <laughs> hey, that, that, that's fair you know hey 12 is not getting a pass, though. I'd love 12 to me. 12 is probably I'm taking him as my favorite quarterback all time if I had to pick. But he does not get a pass because he ran the ball. It's like 12 yards out into the end zone. Using the Jets, bro. He turned the Jets on. My thing is, why did you not do this last year so you could have played in the Super Bowl? That's the only complaint I got about this. You could have did it last year. 
and I could have been talking about you in the Super Bowl, but instead you're like Keystone. Like you know those, like in sports, there's just those teams that you know going into the game, we're gonna beat their ass, or we just gonna win regardless, right? Yeah. And I feel like that's how the Packers with Aaron Rodgers look at the Bears, like no matter what, <laughs> we win in this game. <laughs> I just, I'm just. Someone get Anna Kleenex. <laughs> yeah, he he saw he saw the double birds in the stands. Got cheated. Oh man, we got cheated out that game. Like it was ridiculous. Like they caught an interception on what should have been a free play. They gave us a delay of warning, delay of game, and we called a timeout, and they didn't even give it to us. Like we got jobs that game. I will say that, but like we probably even if you even if you want to win overtime, he was on dog, y'all. I ain't gonna lie. Things is gonna be different. Building something. Hey, I you know what I want to see though? I want to see Chicago bring back Allen Robinson. I think he's nice. I want to see him and Justin Fields really get it going. But uh, I want to see them trade Allen Robinson to the We want to see him back. <laughs> you want to see him back? We want to see him back. Hey, y'all better open up the pockets. I don't know what it's, it's looking real open up the pockets like, but we're gonna keep it pushing. Nick had brought this up to me. He texted me, so I want to get Nick's understanding from this. Is Jamar Chase offensive rookie offensive rookie of the year? My answer is yes, but I do want to say because I've said this from week one since we started this podcast, offensive and well and defensive line, but mostly offensive line does not get the love they deserve. My man that I said was Rashawn Slater, the left tackle for the Chargers. The dude is is a rookie, obviously, but arguably the best uh, best left tackle in the league. Period this year. I know, obviously, no legacy takes time, but if you're talking about strictly play this year, he's allowed two sacks and he plays in a, a pretty hellacious uh, division. Um, he's had some crazy games. Uh, he's had 424 snaps this year and has only let up two snaps. He's only had three penalties, period. His pro football focus uh, grade is 75.9, which is in the top five out of left tackles in the league. Um, but to answer the question, let's be honest. Uh, obviously, it's going to be a skilled position that's going to win oh, the definitely. offensive rookie of the year. <laughs> I'm not. I just wanted to give him love, and that was the point of my text I sent uh, to the guys this week. Um, but yeah, Jamar Chase is, is balling out of control, and I know that y'all are going to give me shit for everything that happened prior to the season and all that with the preseason. But I'll stay say it again. I never said Jamar Chase was bad. I just said that his excuse was BS. But he's balled out of control, and I've had tons <laughs> of hope for the fact that Joe Burrow, you know, because we gave them shit for not taking someone like a Rashawn Slater, um, you know, we're eating it now because they look like one of the most deadly combos in the league. No, I mean, we're not eating it because I do think Jamar Chase is great. And it's crazy because if you look at it, he don't get that much separation and he still takes the ball from people. Yeah. And then, but to me, they still should have kept Slater, took Slater because they got three receivers, bro. Yeah. Even yeah. before getting him. Yeah. yeah like yeah. that. That's the thing to me. Like, you didn't need him. Don't get me wrong. Even if he wins offensive rookie of the year, you probably can't go far yeah. in the, like into the playoffs or make the playoffs because and you still you, got Boyd and Higgins. So, like, yeah, you got, you got a solid squad as is. Yeah. But I mean, he's dogging it. It's crazy. It's nice to see. And then, so we got somebody else in the same division to talk about. My man, L Freaky, L Jackson, Lamar Jackson, the legend out of Pompano. Thanks, Ant, because that made me steal that little idea you'd be doing a little bit. Had to steal it. Uh, he just passed uh, Dan Marino for the most wins under the age of 25. 
He has. Da, da, da. He has 35. Dan Marino had 34. Drew uh, Bledsoe had 32. Ben Roxburgh had 29. And Bernie Kozar and Josh Allen are at 28. That's the, more like 35 and 8 as a starter. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think it's actually that's it. How do you feel yeah. about that, Terrence? I mean, he deserves it. If anybody deserves the, the level of success, it's Lamar Jackson. I mean, to pretty much silence all the critics, all the haters. And, I mean, even this week, man, I'm excited to see y'all play these Bengals because you got that number 55. Lamar is going to take his soul this weekend. I can't He's wait. He's out here talking about Lamar Jackson as a running back and quarterback. He, they doing this again. The linebacker for the Bengals now we're talking about here. So, he better put his body where his mouth is because he going to have to line up, line up out there against this man this weekend. So, man, I'm excited for that. But definitely, um, I mean, ever since Lamar touched the field, you can see that, you know, he was just ready for the moment. The moment wasn't too big for him. Um, and like I said, I mean, I'm just excited to continue to see him be successful, honestly, because at the end of the day, he deserves every bit of it. Yes, sir. And I will – Clarify the Bengals linebacker did say, obviously, you know, I'm not saying he's just a running back. He didn't make a tweet, but I'm gonna be honest, he probably was taking a shot because the Bills. Nah, you, I, you mean what you say the first yeah, time? Don't, yeah. don't be doing all that. I think he was right I think I he low I think he low-key took a shot because the Bills outside linebacker Milano, he did it last year. He took a shot at him. And before that playoff game, I want to say they met the season before and Lamar left him. So I mean. I'm going to be honest, the only linebacker that's standing in front of Lamar is probably Darius Leonard. And I could probably say that pretty easy. Like, I haven't seen him play Devin White in the boys, but I think he'd make Devin White miss because Leonard is pretty disciplined when it comes to playing him every time. He plays him pretty even. Yeah, T.J. Yeah, Watt plays him good, but T.J. Watt just isn't fast enough, like, by any means to keep up with him. Darius Leonard is damn near fat. Like, pretty, he's extremely fast for a linebacker. Uh, and how do you feel about L. Jacks? I mean, everybody kind of should already know this, but he's been doing this the entire time, and each year he gets so much better. Like, he already won an MVP, and that was, like, his second year? Yeah. Yeah, like, each year he gets so much better. And, like, this year we're seeing the fact that, like, if he needs to, he can sit in the pocket and beat people now. That's the big change for Lamar Jackson. It's not like if he needs to come from behind, he can. If he needs to sit in the pocket and beat you with his arm, he can. And it wasn't like he was incapable of doing it before. But now I put money on him making big comebacks, like consistently. Like if the Ravens are behind 15 points, are you afraid now? 15, 20 points before, you might be like, oh, damn, can the Ravens come back from that now? Now you're like 15, 20 points. You're like, all right, what of these might be a chunk play to Hollywood Brown and we at like eight points? Like it's, that play is there. That play is consistent there. It, it, all that matters is, is Hollywood Brown going to drop it this time. <laughs> he ain't been, I mean, besides earlier in the season, he ain't been dropping the legend. So. It, it's <laughs> It's crazy to see. I'm glad he he got that monkey off his back. People, they're going to keep talking regardless, but he definitely is a, a young legend. Honestly, it's crazy. I mean, we'll see how further he can take it. I uh, hope he stays healthy as much. He he ain't getting those calls. Those When he's getting hit, going out of bounds, or the pat, roughing the pass calls, he's not getting, which is really strange. I mean, he did have the one where he looked like he was going to cut back, so I kind of I get that one. But the ones where he's in the pocket, bro, because he, he's – 
I think it's strange this year. He's staying in the pocket. Like he's forcing himself to stay in the pocket. And I hate it. Like, Cause there's times where he could take off and you could see like, he's like, no, I'm going to sit here. Cause I got to prove you guys wrong. But uh, yeah. So we'll keep it moving into the halftime segment of the show. Terrence, who were the top 10 players of this past week? Yeah, so we got the top 10 performers here who, and like I said, we do this and we also take to fact, you know, factor that these guys help their team get a, a win. So there are a lot of guys out there who obviously perform, but team to get the dub. So how much of the performance really matters, you know? Um, so number one list, which I believe is a <laughs> Thumbnail at this point. <laughs> Derrick Henry, man, had 143 rushing yards, three touchdowns. I mean, he, he for this season so far, he had the highest ball carrier speed of uh, 21.8 miles per hour, and and he had a 76 yard touchdown run. He's too damn That's big true. to move that fast, bro. Yeah, he looks like he's too damn big. He looks like a train, bro. It don't make like, and he, it's like I don't know what's that one. Uh, he didn't even look like he was running 21 miles per hour. But his strides are so fucking yeah, he's big. Yeah. He killed it. Like 5'10, 185 pound dudes, like he's blowing by him. Like it's hey, listen, all I'm gonna say is Micah Hyde made a couple business decisions last night <laughs> to get in front of that man. <laughs> Yo, when Steve Bro. Levy said when Steve Levy said that, I lost my shit. And he's like, the all the, the field's open for uh for Derrick Henry. Someone's gonna have to make a business decision. And I lost my hey, shit. he better than me because I wouldn't have made no damn business decision because he still ran over my Bro, Micah Hyde, he 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 was so weird about that. He got low. That's all you can do. He got, but he got low to like hit him. He didn't get low to grab his ankles. I would have grabbed that man's ankle and be like, you know what, oh, you yeah, ain't yeah. you ain't running me over. He instead was like, okay, well I'm gonna stand here stiff, and you gonna have to run. Boy, ran right through him. <laughs> man, well, like he won't even stand in there. So I I think he's like a consensus number one. And I mean, at the end of the day, honestly. The Titans surprisingly are sitting at four and two. So at the end of the day, now we're looking at it. Can we start talking about Derrick Henry for MVP? I'm going to just that on there now. I've been saying that. He should. I'm saying this year, though, now. I mean, we know he he might have got snubbed. Where do you have him? Wait, what's good? You said you had Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson at one and two. I genuinely, how do you not have Derrick up there in that conversation? Derrick Henry should be three. I think that the difference is one, Lamar Jackson is doing it with no help, right? Look, Lamar Jackson is doing it without his running back one, running back two, running back three, one of his starting offensive linemen. He did have Rashawn Bateman, their first round uh, wide receiver. They hey, lost. Wait, I ain't gonna lie to you, Ant. Come on, come on, come on. The Titans was doing it with practice squad receivers. No defense. No, 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 no. no. You when, know this man finna get the, the ball second times. String, The second string time. defense that the, that the Ravens have is like infinitely better than they all did, the they did. Hey, the tech, te- technical timeout. I'm, we taking a timeout real quick. I'm letting y'all know. Do not. I think Lamar Jackson is special, but the weapons he has this year is an upgrade from what he's had in the past, and it's still not better than a lot of people's weapons. And that defense is great because I'm going to let you know, Lamar played – Pretty suspect this past Sunday. Not bad. Like, but horribly bad. The water, but the defense came back on the backside of it and showed up. Because a couple of weeks, for like a couple of weeks, it wasn't showing up, which is weird. Because normally they're pretty solid. And then it's like on Lamar, how they go back and forth and play complimentary ball. But I get what you're saying, Ant. But that defense ain't what bad. What was your point, Ant? What was your point? That Ravens defense was in, outside of the top 10 in points for like the first time in like 
three seasons and Lamar was still winning. Like last, last game was the first time that it was a defensive win, not an offensive win. And that's why I like Lamar so high. Like Derrick Henry, yes, he is fantastic. He is taking over games. He wins them on his own. But when all those receivers were out, the practice squad receivers, that's when they played the Jets. And the Jets, they lost to the Jets. Like, hey, I'm going to check this out, though. The reason why, though, is because you can see how much Derrick Henry means to Ryan Tannehill. But it also shows you how bad Ryan Tannehill actually might still might be because I saw him missing Julio clean as day, bro. And you're like, bro, why are you missing this, man? Misses somebody, man. Everybody's going to yeah. go here and there. They won't be perfect. Ryan Tannehill. Not six throws. <laughs> hey, it's, here's an interesting fact. I know Nick like to throw out those interesting facts. So Derrick Henry has 783 rushing yards. He has 260 more yards than the next closest player, who's at 523. He also has twice as many rushing touchdowns as the next guy. So he has 10 and the guy behind him has five. I'm going to let you know, though, to me, he should have been got an MVP. So if he don't get it this year and he say he go for 2K, it's a problem. Okay, so if the Titans win the AFC West and he goes for 2K, I mean AFC South, sorry, AFC South, and he goes for 2K, he should have it. That is that is that is dependent on how good Kyler Murray is, because right now Kyler Murray is doing something that is also like unheard of. And yeah, they are, they are. But but Kyler Kyler got a nuke, though. That's the thing. Remember, people said people said the same thing about Deshaun having a nuke and they were like, no, he has to prove it without having a nuke. And guess what happened? He did prove it. And it was like, oh, well, no, Deshaun's like that. And now I look at Kyler. I think Kyler's special. Don't get me wrong. But Kyler benefits from what Watson did. That you have nuke and it takes up a whole people are like, well, damn, we have to cover him. And you're talking yeah. about the revitalization of AJ Green's Green. playing good, yeah. So, so then it's like, it's like, what are we? They got Randall or uh, Rondell Moore in the slot with Christian Kurt, both two dudes that run like a four three. Like, I'm not saying Kyler should be out there. That hurts now too. Yeah, like oh. Kyler, that's crazy. Mahomes should not have an MVP then either. Huh? If if this is what we're trying to say. Patrick Mahomes should also not have his MVP. He had Tyreek Hill. He had Travis Kelsey. Now, hold up. That, now I feel like we're getting off track here because that's, uh, I mean, they revolutionized football. But the point I'm making is, all right, so you said, you know, the Ravens were outside the top 10. The Ravens have the 19th best defense. Tennessee's got the 24th best defense. Lamar Jack, and again, I don't really like these conversations because then it sounds like I'm shitting on Lamar or Kyler, and I'm really not. I mean, I'm just saying, I, my pick is Derrick Henry. Because you've lost your top two wide receivers. Tannehill's having a regressed season, your quarterback. The difference is, is Derrick Henry is a running back. He can't make the plays on his own. It's here's the ball, go care, literally carry our team to a victory. Last night, you have a Bills team who dropped 31 points. In most games, they win that football game. You have the 24th best defense in the league. And then on top of that, Caleb Farley, who's a rookie, literally coming off a broken neck as your best cornerback, going up against one of the best passing attacks. You had to have all 143 of those yards, all three of those touchdowns, and you just took down one of the best teams in the league, arguably by yourself, by literally putting your team on your back. Hey, so, I mean, all, that's, that's where I'm coming from in terms of what Derrick Henry's done this year. I get that, but off-topic spill of this MVP race, uh, I'm going to say this just to say this. The Bills should not have did that QB sneak. You were lighting them up, up and down the field the we whole night. The no, play. no, no. Check me out, Ant. They lit him up the whole night up and down the field, right? They're, they had their backup corners in. Caleb Farley got injured. Diggs is your other best player on the field. 
you could have threw a fade or something to Diggs. I get it, it's one yard, but like I'm not running it with Josh Allen. I mean, I like the quarterback sneak because your quarterback is what like six six, like two fifty two. So I like it. I, you can tell he lost his footing and everything. But what I didn't like was him grabbing the ball and going off to the left, maybe thinking he had a hole or something. Man, get the ball and go forward. So all you gotta do is lean forward. You but Jeffrey Simmons played that big. People don't know that Jeffrey Simmons yeah. went straight into the gap he was going. And then another thing is though, they could have emptied out the backfield and been like, if you don't get your first look, run it. Which I feel like in that situation, he 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 would have got the first. The backfield's clear. If he say he go to throw to Diggs or Cole Beasley, because that's who he was throwing to that night. All right, you're not open. Boom, I'm going. And I feel like that that would have. And I like Dutch, uh, Doug McDermott, so I'm not really. So you don't like the play call, not the fact that they went for it. Yeah, I just don't like the play call. Okay, Sean McDermott. Yeah, yeah, my bad. I'm okay with the, okay with the play call. My bad, okay Sean. The play call for me is the Josh Allen not just sticking his nose right up the center, just yeah. go right behind him, like grabbing the ball, trying to go off center. I, I understand, like, you see that with teams that do that, but for the most part, you see people do that when they're, like, you know, 20, 30-yard line. It's like, we're going to go for it just being aggressive. Or you grab the ball and pull a Cam Newton, grab the ball, stick it over the top. Yeah, yeah, that especially with how big he is. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that one would have been way simpler. There, there are many different ways to execute the sneak that was much better than what he did, but he obviously slipped. I will say that, like, if you don't have a problem with them going for it, then, like, I ain't got no beef with the statement. I was – a lot of people were like, you should have just kicked the field goal. Hell no. Derrick Henry would have ran the ball the whole overtime. Oh, boy. That's what I'm saying. Bro, that's – I don't like the field goal because whoever got the ball, you're taking a 50-50 shot at – no one was stopping anyone that night. So whoever got ball first was winning the game. So I did, I like the fourth down. Yeah, they weren't stopping Derrick Henry. You going to trust Josh? You going to trust Josh Allen or a coin toss? Like, I get the that's call. Saying, yeah. Like, it's 100% fine because Derrick Henry, we don't watch them do it in the past. They get in overtime or they get in the fourth corner, bro. Either he's gonna break an 80 yard run, nobody, or he's gonna run the ball 15 times on one drive. And your defense is gonna be like, like, what do you want to happen? I'm not hit that man at that point again already. So, like, he already got them once for the big run and for the touchdown. So, I feel probably in the back of their heads because they already seen it happen. It's just, it's crazy to me. You just gotta, uh, it's just a play call. I like the I like the select like who what what's your decision to go for it, but just the play call would be better. Cause Josh Allen been taking a lot of hits this year. I don't know if people have been paying attention, but he been getting hit. And that's the same thing that happened with Cam. Remember, Cam got hit in the shoulder, and it's not that Cam can't move anymore. Cam got hit in the arm and them balls are like dying down when he's going to throw them. But who else you got on this ten uh top ten list turns? Yeah, so I, I gotta throw these are in King Harry was the only number one. The rest okay. of them we can debate as far as the order-wise. Just name off. Gotta, name off who you got. Yeah, I got to throw Trayvon Diggs in there. He tied the NFL record with seven interceptions in six games, also including two pick sixes. I mean, the man plays defense, and he has the same amount of touchdowns as his brother with the Bills. Insane. <laughs> That's dope. And we got C.D. Lamb, who went for 149 receiving yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Dak Prescott threw for 445 and three touchdowns. Uh, Max Crosby. Uh, three sacks, five quarterback hits, a tackle for loss, and a pass uh, deflected or defensed. Uh, Dalvin Cook went for 140 and a touchdown against that stingy Carolina defense. Um, Adam Thielen as well uh, went for 126 receiving yards and a touchdown. Then you got Jonathan Taylor who went for 145 and two touchdowns 
as well as he had an 83 yard touchdown run as well. Uh, Cooper Cup went for 130 receiving yards and two touchdowns. And uh, TJ Watt had two sacks, four quarterback pressures, two quarterback hits, three tackles for losses, one forced fumble, and six tackles. Man, it went insane hey. off the stat sheet. Yeah. TJ. <laughs> TJ Watt is the reason that defense is like that. Like you saw what it looked yeah, like. Sold me on. He's number two for the week. You saw he's what he. Carrying. He carried. He's carrying it. No, because you see what it looks like when he's not in there. So it's like, well, damn, bro. When he's in there, like he almost has the quarterback impact, like a top quarterback not being yeah. on the team. Like you're like, bro, how is he making? Because he still got Fitzpatch or uh, they got uh, Mika at safety. They still got mm-hmm. Joe Hayden. They got some veterans on the line. So you're like, bro, like why aren't y'all still? doing kind of good but then it's also because the offense be throwing the ball away so we ain't really gonna get into that but he has an Aaron Donald effect on the game yeah it's crazy it will triple and double team which is why when he's not around the other guys don't look as good because they're like oh I ain't never seen the double team when man was on the field yeah that is that is true good point man <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I ain't never seen a double team because he was over there. They they like have like a uh, screenshot someone had where he had three dudes on him and one of the dudes was just supporting the other guy from not falling over from being pushed by DJ Watt. Like, yeah. That's insane, bro. Oh, yeah. That boy animal. Uh, The one with uh, Cooper Cup, I talked about it on Twitter. If they were saying, do you think he's a top four wide out? Right now, off uh, his volume, the position he is, obviously Matthew Stafford loves throwing the ball to him. He's going to get off this year, probably finish top 10, top five, realistically probably top five, but I don't think he's a top five talent-wise. I think talent-wise, there's definitely people better than him, but he's he's going to benefit off this system, and then him and Stafford just have this weird connection. Like, he's the only one in that. It's the system. Yeah, he's. He's the only one getting the ball, though. It's crazy. Like, you look at the other stats of the other receivers, like, where they're at compared to him, he's just, like, jumped out ahead. So, you got him. Uh, the C.D. Lamb one was big. The, the walk-off against the Patriots. I felt bad for you, Terrence. Because I'm ready to cut Jalen Mills myself. Because they literally was they were, run that play, like, two plays ago, called the timeout, and came right back to it. And the crazy thing is, C.D. ran the route when they called timeout. He ran I, the route. The, the thing, though, is uh, me, I think I, I brought it up with Nick, but just having a receiver like that and you pl- you let him get the inside, there's some receivers in this league that are way too shifty to do that to. Like, he's C.D. Lamb, you got Justin Jefferson, Odell, Brandon Cooks. Like, the list goes – like, you can't just be like, oh, you know what, face cut me, and then I'm going to push you at the end and then stare at you. Like, bro, I'm glad – The crazy thing, too, it was whatever down it was in 25 – and they picked it up in one play because CeeDee Lamb to the middle of the field. I just don't get how they didn't have someone on the other side. Like, that that whole thing, even if you were a man, I probably would have had someone come over, like a linebacker, just drop back. Just to just drop back somewhere just in case. And I feel Honestly, good. I'm going to put that game on the play calling because we got we were too conservative. We definitely should have won that game. With the position we were in, we should have won it. I'm going to put that one on the play calling. Hey, we, were, we got too conservative. Nick. Again, I, again Nick. I'm going to say again. Nick, how you? Games, we got really conservative. Nick, how you feel about this? I got a question for you. The people are saying that Diggs, uh, Trevon Diggs, got hit with a double move. I watched it, and it, it was a lapse in coverage, not with the, him and the safety. And in all reality, I think Diggs could have intercepted this ball, but he thought the safety was going to make a play. 
So what do you think? Because to me, he didn't get he did get double moved, but he wasn't out of the play because in all reality, he probably could have snagged it. So preface that by saying everyone keeps bringing out the amount of uh, yards he's given up this year. I think it's like twelve hundred yards on the season he's given up. But the thing is, is the the interceptions do counteract it. Now he's playing a little cavalier. I thought on that play, he definitely he knew he got beat. You know, so he was like, "Well, I got to make a play on the ball." And like you said, yeah, the safety. Uh, he thought he was going to get some coverage over the top and he didn't. So when he went for it, you know, he kind of looked like he got cooked, but I think it was more so just him making a couple bad mistakes, but he still had a play on the ball. And yeah. He didn't so go. I don't, he, he like backed he out of it. No, yeah. So he knew he got beat on the move, made the right decision to go for the ball, say, all right, well, you know, I'm either about to get beat or I'm going to get the ball, which is kind of the way he plays. People want to talk about the yards he gives up, but he makes those gambles a lot, and he doesn't get beat often. Um, so, yeah, that, that play, it looked like he hesitated. Had he not, it was probably going to be a third pick, and it's like, you know, I don't know. Now, now we're talking, like, goat status for the year. I don't know. Yeah, I ain't going to lie to you, Terrence. <laughs> like, you didn't see a couple corners line up with you, but I think even on that double move, if we run the replay, like, it just looks like he was going to snag it again. I, I know what you're talking about, and – and the crazy thing, too, about this, an interesting fact for Nick, is that that same safety that didn't make a play on the ball, per se, just got arrested as well for a DUI, I think. Oh. Damn. So. Well, he was part of he, he He took the loss to heart. Because I'm going to tell you right now, playing corner, I played it. I thought if I if like if I was in that position, the reason I don't jump this ball is because I'm expecting the safety to crack this dude or he's taking the ball. Because they kind of get there, it's like, oh, well, Diggs kind of just ducks after he, like, realizes, oh, well, he – so I don't know. It looked it looked a little crazy to me. Hey, oh. money ball from Matt Jones. Yeah, no, that was fire, though, because I jumped up. I'm not going to lie. He threw that ball. I jumped up and lost him. I was like, damn, bro, like, he made that? Because I really – to me, running it back every time, I'm like, this is taking us. And he just threw it. He's like, all right, you got me. I got you back. So it was nice to see uh, Nick is going to provide us a statistic on the Bengals. You know, they're – Catching fire, Joe Burrow's rolling, Jamar Chase is rolling, and Joe Mixon, we already know this, is a top five running back, but people don't give him the credit. Hmm. So uh, all that being said, the key said, I just want to start this out by I have no problem admitting when I'm wrong. I had them winning three games on the year. They've already surpassed that. <laughs> uh, had four, you know, and most of that was from the defense was super suspect last year, and, you know, the offensive line was garbage. But, you know, Joe Mixon and – uh Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and all those those weapons have been able to take off and the offensive line's taking a step forward. Um, the stats I want to provide on why I think they're they're pretty good or doing much better than what people expected is their overall defense is 11th. You know, they're right outside of uh, top 10. So defense is overperforming like crazy. And they've played some stiff competition. I mean, we if not for kickers overshadowing that game versus the Packers, you're talking about one of the best shootouts we've seen in a while between – uh, one of the upcoming quarterbacks versus one of the goats. Um, they're sixth in passing touchdowns. So Joe Burrow, we've already talked about the Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase connection, but he's got a plethora of weapons, T Higgins, Tyler Boyd. I mean, they got everything going on. Um, they're fourth least amount of penalties. They're a very young team. So, so to have that little amount of penalties shows that even though they're young, they're disciplined. And then they're also 10th in first down defense. So even if they're giving up some big plays, they're able to come back and stop uh further damage and i think it's been you know the key contributors to their success yeah definitely how do you feel about the Bengals uh over there ant so i thought this team was going to be like more than decent like a seven maybe eight seven see somewhere seven 
I, hey, I had I just had to look back at the notes. I had them getting five, and right now, if they don't lose the rest of the year, which they won't, yeah, I'm screwed too. Yeah, so uh, Joe Burrow was actually like really good last year. So like that was something that like I always thought was going to be really helpful for them. Like Joe Burrow was a rookie, really just out there swinging it with people, and if it wasn't for like getting hurt. He was really out there putting up like numbers that weren't at Justin Herbert's clip, but they weren't too far behind. And we were all like, wow, Justin Herbert is everything. So I just thought they were going to be significantly prolific on offense that would get them a lot of wins. Joe Barrow seemed like the game was close. He was not afraid to sling it and just like win a close one. He's got no fear. Yeah, exactly. And I think that we have seen that, like when he was going back to back with Rodgers. So I thought they were going to be pretty decent. The defense has surprised me a ton. A they spent that money in free agency and it's paid off. They got old boy TJ Henderson, or I think it's CJ or TJ Henderson from uh, the Saints. They brought him in. So they got him at end. They got somebody else at end. And they got Trey Wayne at safety. They're, and they got, uh, what is this? The safety. I can't think of his name. Yeah, they got a little yeah, I know who you're talking about. I, yeah. I six six wins as well. So it's crazy. They they ain't losing. Like they gonna get to about seven, eight before I feel like the wheels start. And I don't even know if the wheels are gonna come off. Okay, that who makes the playoffs out this division then? Oh, Jesse Bates, my bad. I'm sorry, bro. I forgot your name. Uh the Ravens tough. and the Bengals, bro. The Ravens and the Bengals. That's what it looks like right now, isn't it? It's too. It's too early. I. I don't. I'm a fan. Bengals. Check <laughs> out. Yeah. Check out. This is the only reason I'm saying it's too early. If you look at it, the Ravens. I keep telling everybody I'm a big Ravens fan, but these injuries are gonna show like their ugly head soon. I feel like, and because people keep dropping, we just lost Ronnie Stanley. Granted, Ronnie Stanley ain't played since the Raiders game, but now he's shut down for the whole year. He ain't coming back till next year. So now we have the problem at left tackle. Obviously, we got. Eight, uh, building the way that he's gonna fill that void this year, but going forward, like, what does that look like? It's just a lot of injuries to overcome. They do, bro. I'm gonna be ecstatic because you know, I got the Dolphins game coming up in November, go see them in Miami. But they overcome all these injuries, bro. <sighs> crazy, crazy. I mean, I'm assuming with the because they added a lot of a lot of depth on defense. Um, just looking back at notes here, um, like you said, they added Trey Hendrickson, but they did lose Carl Lawson, who was a big free agent addition for them. Then they also added um, the corner of Wuzier. They added Mike Hilton. Uh, yeah, Mike, that Mike Hilton signing was strange, too, because from the Steelers, he went to the Bengals. I thought that was real strange. But I've been noticing yeah. that a lot. People just stay in the same division. Maybe they don't go back to the same team, but they kind of lock in with somebody else. I mean, they're that veteran presence, so guys know what they're doing, and, you know, they can come in and make an immediate impact. So yeah. I, I feel like it, it's definitely surprising to see, you know, the current level of success that they've been having, but I mean, you take a look at it, and you're like, okay, they brought in some veterans. But then we were surprised with the Jamar Chase pick, not picking up the offensive lineman, obviously. But y'all think I mean, it, y'all think Jamar Chase and you think he's gonna break uh, Justin Jefferson's record from last year? Uh, got actually, he get an extra game to do it too. If he stays healthy, I mean, it's looking like it. Like he he nasty. He nasty with it. Like. People did not expect him to be this good after the preseason, making fun of the, the ball looks different when it comes down. It don't look different no more. <laughs> you know, it don't look different no more. <laughs> I, thought it is, it is. 
I feel like this actually proves my point, bro. He was just a little nervous. He just had to get, he just had to shake it off, and he was ready to rumble. Hey, I'm gonna let you know if y'all, if y'all, you see that block he laid for Joe Bixon to get the end zone. I'm like, damn, that shit was good. Not <laughs> <laughs> part of the of the play when I watched it. I was like, damn, he don't get that touchdown without that, block. bro. He no, he's not yeah. getting the end zone. Yeah, bro, Chase levels this corner of safety. Just bro, get out of the way. <laughs> So I guess we were talking about blocking. Maybe he low key a blocker. Who knows? He's physical. Yeah, he's a physical guy. So I mean, yeah, it's crazy. It's good to see. Yeah, to see that sure. we have some other big news. I'm gonna take the lead on this one. It kind of pissed me off. The football team retired uh, Sean Taylor's jersey, number 21. Uh, big RIP to Sean Taylor, bro. He is probably on his pay- his way to do great things, and uh, unfortunately, you know, he's protecting his family. Somebody broke his house and killed him. Uh, life gone way too short. You know, his, it's crazy because his daughter was young when that happened. She was a full-grown, like, adult on the field. You know, she was crying and everything. Uh, that's a shitty organization. I'm going to say that now. You can't have all that go on. And there's other jerseys. They were supposed to have been retired. And y'all thought, okay, all this happened. We're going to retire this man's jersey. I just think it was piss poor. Uh, your, your HR people, your PR people need to be fired because that was a terrible display of shit to do. I just think it was ultimately disrespectful. And then y'all put Mahomes' family on that, the roped-off section for Sean Taylor's numbers. So y'all really is ass-backers. That's all I got to say about it. Uh, and you can see maybe on that team, you start noticing, Grant, the defense is always having to save the day, and they're getting tired because they don't have consistent play on offense. But maybe people are tired of what's going on in that shitty organization. So that's how I feel about it. What you got to say about it, Nick? I mean, I agree with everything you said, you know, I, I don't even want to say, oh, what a coincidence, because it's blatant. You know, they were looking for a reason to get heat off of them with their, their tie to the John Gruden drama. And uh, they were like, oh, you know, everyone loves Sean Taylor because he's one of the biggest. They know that uh, media loves tragedy and the fact that they were going to this man should have been retired, uh, should have been had his uh, jersey retired because, yes, he, he had a very short career. But you saw the great things that he did, the impact he had on that franchise, the impact he had on the city of Miami, everything he was doing. Um, and the fact that you look to cash in on getting some sympathy points when your, your uh, franchise is under fire. I mean, that's, that's some pretty uh, reprehensible stuff. Yeah. How you feel about it, T? I mean, it's just, I mean, it's just disgusting, honestly. I mean, I agree with everything y'all say, like, like you said, they should have just been retired man Jersey. Like you said, they're just looking to take some heat off of the situation. I feel I feel bad for Ron Rivera because I like him as a coach, but he coached a shit organization, right? Yeah, it's just I feel yeah, bad for the, sad to see all them, the players, yeah. all yeah, all sure. those dudes. Hey, it's sad to see them going out like that. That fun. they have to ride the shit pretty much because I'm stuck with his organization. You know? Hey, fun fact: on my franchise mode, I made the the not I made the football team and the Raiders shit. I trade all their players away. They're asshole. <laughs> <laughs> How you feel about it, and? <laughs> I'm not surprised by it, right? Because this is the Washington football organization and kind of the entire thing they've been through. Like, we know the entire reason why the Gruden thing existed in the first place was actually because of the whole Washington football investigation that happened. Yeah, like, they're a trainer, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With, like, the cheerleaders in Cancun and everything else. So, like, it's difficult to see because last year they were definitely on their best behavior and it seemed like they abdicated a lot of culture responsibility to 
Ryan Rivera and like his, I think it was his daughter that was also working at the organization. But it seems like after that year where, you know, some of the heat came off a little bit, they reverted back in a lot of the decision makings and processes that they were going to, which is what created all the problems in the first place. So I don't think this is the last issue we're going to have with the Washington football team, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately, probably not. You can't make the owner sell the team. But if I was Tayshaun, bitch, you about to get me off this team for sure. Like all the, <laughs> if I'm scary Terry, I'm hey. If I'm scary Terry, send me to New England. Like I don't. It's just looking like that. So in other news, this is quite funny. I guess somebody figured out they wanted to get paid, and he realized he still had a chance to play in this league. Cam Newton went and got vaccinated. He's possibly going to be signing with Seattle. Uh, Seattle fans are saying don't sign on Blasey Blah. I think it just adds quarterback depth. Even if you don't play over Geno, it gives you depth and. Like, I just – I don't know why you wouldn't sign him. If Russ is going to yeah. miss some time, you ain't need to rush Russ back. Honestly, Geno probably wins y'all that game if DK Metcalf gets out of bounds. Let's be honest. So, how do you well, feel about it? I ain't going to lie. I want to chime in a little bit because, for me, I think it's just – it definitely gives them options. And to me – hear me out now. You wish he would have been got it. No, if I'm Russ, think about this. If y'all don't win no games while I'm out, I'm not playing for the rest of the season and I'm requesting a trade. Oh, yeah, we, talk, me, we talked about that. Yeah, send me up out of here. Oh, for sure. If y'all don't, it was these next three games he's going to miss for sure. So he might miss three or four. If he don't, if y'all don't get two wins, oh, I'm not coming back and I'm leaving. But it, I talked about it with some people. It's the character of Russ. You know, we, I was talking about the ball hawks with, uh, over with Chris because he's a big Seattle fan. He, he doesn't think it's in Russ's character. I don't think it is either, but I, I think he would respectfully go about it. He wouldn't just be an asshole and be yeah. like, oh, yo, I think I he would definitely playing. request a trade. And, you know, at the end of the day, you know, his – I mean, his value is still one of the best in the league. He talked about trade value because Russell Wilson, we know what he can do. So, end yeah. of the day, I, I don't think he would go about it disrespectfully, but, like, at the end of the day, this is a business, right? If you can choose to trade me – I should be able to choose to say, hey, you know, I, I don't I no longer want to be here. You can go about it in a respectful way and it still be a business decision and be respected mutually, right? I mean, you think he gets Pete Carroll fired before he leaves? I think you look at it this way. If he tells you he wants Pete gone or you choose Pete or, or Russ, you don't chose Pete every other time. I'm not choosing Pete again. Bro, Pete's 98 years old. Choosing Pete. <laughs> Pete is bro. 98 years old. Get that man out of here. He got to go, bro. To them, they, they but if, if you look at it, Seattle got a lot of things going wrong. So if I'm Russ, I would probably just leave because you got Jamal Adams playing too much in coverage. You making him look like asshole. And I'm yeah. be honest, that I, interception, bro. I don't <laughs> think, bro. You he know that. <laughs> that wasn't his best moment, but I'm not gonna lie. He is a he is a great player. You just got to use him how he's supposed to be used. And dropping him in coverage every time is not how he's supposed to be used. Not so <laughs> they didn't. Pete Carroll's uh, first coaching gig was back when they were still playing with leather helmets and no face masks, bro. <laughs> yes. They need to get that man out of here. Yeah, safe, <laughs> safe to say, because honestly, I'm going to say this season's probably going to be a wash for him. Even yeah. if Russ comes back, I'm going to say it's a wash. And the I next mean, year. Honestly, without Russ, I think without Russ, now they're getting exposed because they're really not that good. Russ makes this team go. Defense. So, so Russ's value goes up even more. 
I as high as it was gonna be. Really quick, yeah. where you got? If I'm gonna ask all three, Nick, where would Russ go? Just one destination. Y'all can't pick the same destination. Where would you like to see him? So I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. I really couldn't even think of something off the top of my head because San Francisco was like probably the perfect fit, but they, you know, they filled that gap. Uh, Denver, maybe. Since I'm gonna say able to get uh, Aaron Rodgers. You got Denver. You got Denver. I got Cleveland. Who you got, Terrence? That'd be nice. He probably fit good. Um, you can be a homer ooh. too. Don't worry. Let's send him to. Nah, Mac Jones is the goat, bro. We've already gone over this. <laughs> Ain't nobody call Mac Jones to go. See, he big cap right now. Send, send my boy down to um, send him down to either like a a Miami or I'm gonna say Miami. I, I I'm stuck between like Miami, Carolina, or like the the football team. But I mean, we don't want to send to a football team, so Miami or Carolina is one. Who you got over there, Ant? Carolina would probably be the pick. Carolina is a upgraded quarterback away from having a almost Super Bowl roster at this point. Their defense is so good. They have Christian McCaffrey, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore. I'm trading Christian McCaffrey. Uh, look, it, maybe they choose to, right? But assuming that what is a what does a team look like with Christian McCaffrey and Russell Wilson running at the same time? <laughs> I give up two or three first rounders for Russell Wilson. It don't, it don't, it don't look good because Chris McCarthy can't be on the field. I, I said, but when he's there though, they balling. <laughs> what it looks like when they on the field. <laughs> I, I, if I was Carolina, if Seattle was willing to do that, I would send them Christian McCarthy for them to send me like something else, a pick with Russ or something, you know, because Christian's younger. So maybe yeah. you can get- also always hurt, and Russ's only injury was his finger. It, they they ain't giving you that shit. They put- it, exactly. Yeah. So the only way that's gonna work is head up. And I just want to see Russ on a team where he ain't got to do too much. So that's why I honestly said the Browns was ridiculous because you know I'm ready. I just send them CMC and a pick or two, but I'm doing yeah. it. I like the Browns one because I think that, you know, if because you're not going to get equal trade value for Russell Wilson as a quarterback. And I mean, like someone like a Baker is about as close you're going to get. Uh, another one I was thinking about, even like the Saints would be a good one because they got a lot of capital to give up. And I mean, Jameis so far has looked like a decent uh, comeback season for him. Um, so maybe something like that. Saints ain't got no cap, though. Russ getting paid 30 mil. Like, yeah. I think the only way the Brownies could pull it off, which they probably wouldn't, but the only way they could pull it off was trading Baker and getting rid of something else. Hey, um, what, what, what have you sent my boy to Minnesota? Ooh. Ooh. Minnesota go ahead up, Kurt, for Russ. I'm sending you so oh, you can get some picks. Done. Minnesota already done with Minnesota done with Kirk. Yeah, yeah oh, you can get Kirk and some picks. Minnesota yeah, ready to say bye to Kirk. They just yeah. don't know who will take him. Oh, Kellum. I think that's why they drafted Kellamon. Oh, hey, remember when I said it, it before the season started? I was like, they took Mon because they want to move off Kirk. But at this point, I would just play Mon because they ain't winning games. Yeah. Uh, I think they just win their last two in they a row. The Panthers. I mean, what are they? Two and. Oh, they should be three and three. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Panthers, the game before that they beat the Lions, and then they won one other game. Was it against the Seahawks? Well, I guess we'll let them we'll let them live. We'll let them live with Kurt for a little bit longer. Hey, Russ, man, he probably balled in Minnesota. They can't cut him because all his money guaranteed. Oh, yeah, they can't. So they have to move him. You are, you are waiting until the end of his contract, which is why you take a Kellamon who you can take a year or two to develop because it, unless you get to trade him, you are paying him. 
Kirk has said all my money comes up front for like the last five years. He said, you, I get, ain't nobody else do that shit but him. That man's he got 84 like million guaranteed, bro. He's the, he's the goat million. when it comes to contracts, yeah. yeah he said, I, I want all my bread on day one. That's crazy. Hey, you know who else was to go to that too? That was Sam Bradford. Yeah, Sam too. Oh, Sam Bradford. Boy, he robbed the NFL. He was yeah. hard. <laughs> That, you gotta, that man played like, three total quarters as a quarterback and it's okay. Boy, he robbed the league. He got, he got like eight, he got like 80 mil too from the league or something. Yeah, he should. Hey, fun fact, guess who looks good after coming off an injury? It's Carson Wentz. He don't get his praise, but homeboy starting to show show flashes. Uh, that's the coaching. I think that's the coaching for him. He got back under Frank Reich, and it maybe didn't all get together in the beginning of the year. He looked like, oh, Carson Wentz holding the ball too long. Like, you know, he sprained both ankles on one play. Like, you remember that? <laughs> <laughs> I got two bad ankles, but they both didn't happen at the same time. So I don't know how you did that shit. <laughs> he like, yeah, I ain't never oh, seen nothing like that before. He got rolled over, but you see, I think like that's just the coaching. Frank Reich is coaching some of them bad habits out of him, and he's becoming more the Carson once we saw before. We don't remember that like he lost half of his like preseason camp to that foot surgery. Yeah, mm-hmm. he wasn't even supposed to play game one, possibly at one point. He was supposed to not even come in until like game three or four. So he missed a lot of time. I think is we we are seeing the. Frank Reich effect that we expected to see with Carson Wentz, and this team is kind of getting back on track. That's true. That's true. All right, moving on to fourth and ten. Uh, I think we talked about this. Uh, I'll just go around the axle. Is Diggs defensive player of the year? What you think, Nick? I mean, I almost got to say yeah as of right now. I'll be honest. I'm not even trying to be a hater, but I feel like there's no way he can keep up this pace. If he does, I mean, by all means, he's going to win it. But, like, looking at what T.J. Watts been able to do since he's been coming back, uh, even on his own team, I honestly don't even think he's overall the best defender. Micah Parsons' game has been so overshadowed by these interceptions. Um, I think that if he could step up and continue his style of play, basically my thing is, as of right now, yes. I just don't think his play is sustainable because we're literally talking about the greatest – it, this is on pace for the greatest defensive back. Why, ever. why is it not sustainable? Is it, what I just said. No, it's never, literally never been done. But I mean, honestly, he's going to say it's sustainable. And the only, only reason I'm going to say it's sustainable because people are going to have to throw the ball against him to beat him. Which gives him opportunities for interceptions. For, for, um, me, for me, I look at the aspect of he played receiver, his brother is Diggs, and they go at it in the offseason. If you watch them, they train with each other. So, and like Terrence alluded to, is that they're going to have to throw the ball to keep up with Dallas. So you can't always pick up on pick on the other dude. There's going to be times maybe he drops in a zone coverage or something where it's like, oh, he's over there, and you probably didn't even think about it. I don't know if he can do it consistently, get a pick every game. I hope he does because I want him to do it. That'd be amazing. Yeah, but, that'd be dope. <laughs> but to me, I would give him Defensive Player of the Year because T.J. Watt missed, what, two, two games, three games? They might get Defensive Player of the Year and Rookie Defensive Player of the Year. Because you gotta look at it too. You gotta look at it too from the fact of Dallas is winning games too. Like yeah. Steelers, yeah, I mean, we don't know what they're gonna do. No, you're right. No, like I said, if if all goes the same, he's winning it. I just don't know if it's sustainable. Is it way he plays? Like, yeah, he, how many yards he gave up because he just sitting there jumping routes to get picks. Like yeah. he, he comes into the game trying to get a pick. <laughs> Not but, trying to lock down. <laughs> people people talk about the yards you give up. He ain't giving up 
like touchdowns over though. And he'd be clamping people. That's the thing. Like he people forget he clamped Mike Mike Evans. And so I think if you look at it, I think probably the yards is giving up be like zone drops or like you know what I'm saying. I don't think you just ripping that man apart, man. And if you are, somebody show me the tape because I don't think so. What well, zone I, is where he feel like he can come through, jump one and grab it. And to be fair, he, he grabbing them motherfuckers and they seem perfectly comfortable letting him keep making the mistakes because every it keeps paying off. And that, going- that Mac Jones one, I, if I was Mac Jones, I would have beat that receiver's ass. Boy. <laughs> there, bro. And the fact he took it in the end zone after he took it was worse. Bro, listen, all I got to say about that game is, y'all, hopefully he can recover from this, but y'all, man, Nelson Aguilar, bro, if he would have caught that pass, that was a touchdown, bro. Not even Nelson Aguilar. If Jalen Mills doesn't line up like a dummy, y'all probably live to see another day. No, we got the ball first, which Nelson Aguilar dropped that perfect money ball. It was nobody there to tackle him once he hey, got that ball. But Matt Jones did throw one on fourth down, I think it was, or was it third, where he just threw it out of bounds. That's one you can't throw out of bounds. You can't. So you're going to need that throw. Uh, Nick, I got a question for you. Arizona Arizona, and the Rams are both 3-0 and on away games, and they're both in the same division. Uh, how does this look? They're just both of the best away teams. Well, I'll like, you, Well, I'll tell you this. Uh-oh. One of them's undefeated, period, and the other one is not. So we're talking head to head, but what are we talking <laughs> about? Just straight uh, on the road. I mean, again, we and the fans didn't get to see this, so I'm going to give you credit, even though I was asked first, but Ant put it out there first. Uh, as of right now, I got to give it to Arizona. I mean, because strictly because of depth. As the season goes on, as it gets colder in some of these away, specifically away games, as it gets into colder climates with teams that you play, defense is going to be heavy. Obviously, the the stars of the Rams are where it's at, but depth that the Cardinals provide plus their offensive uh, firepower is, I think, more. I mean, we keep talking about how great um, Sean McVay's play calling is, which it is, how big of an uh, upgrade that Matt Stafford has been, which he has been, and Cooper Cup is having a breakout year. All of these things are true. But when you look at top to bottom, I'm taking Kyler Murray over Matt Stafford. I'm taking, um, obviously, the weapons that Kyler has over literally everyone on the uh, – the Rams. So at this point in time, from what we've seen, it's been kind of the, for me, the shock team of the year is the, the Arizona Cardinals in any capacity. All right. All right. How do you feel about the undefeated? Oh, not undefeated, uh, undefeated, and then the undefeated on the road. <laughs> How do you feel about that, Ant? Yeah, you're right. Uh, the thing about the Rams, I'm telling you, the Rams are good. I just don't think the Rams are built for a 17 game season. Right. Yeah. And their defense has been significantly worse than we all expected. We expected it to be actually way better than it has. This last game looked great, but it was also the Giants without Saquon. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I take it with a grain of salt. And it's just like what happens if Jalen Ramsey is now? They they are playing Jalen Ramsey like he's a positionless player now because that's mm. how handed they are. Like, like they are really playing Jalen Ramsey positionless because they are that shorthanded on defense. So I, I just don't – I like this Rams team if we're like one game, winner take all, who got it, everybody's healthy. I do not like this Rams team over a long season right do you, now. Do you guys think that they could have got someone other than Matthew Stafford for a bargain? Because Matthew Stafford can pay like 28 a year or some shit. So, you know what I'm saying? So their issue is that they don't have money, and they're paying Cooper and Robert Woods. It's like, well, damn, bro. 
you got Tyler Higby, you got Jalen, you got Aaron Donald. Like, I mean, both the defensive players deserve to get paid. I don't know. I like Matt. I, I just feel like Matt Stafford for the style of play was a perfect fit. I mean, so, there's other – obviously, there's better quarterbacks, but whether or not they could have got them and whether or not it was, uh, you know – uh, yeah, maybe they got Jimmy G or something. I don't know. Yeah, but I, but again, Jimmy G is kind of I would say is closer to Jared Goff than what you know Matt Stafford could do for the team. Not Dang saying that hard. Jimmy's better than Jared Goff, but what I'm saying, what McVay likes to do. I mean, Jimmy's a smart guy though, so I feel like he he would have definitely. I don't know if they would you would have had him on the leash like Jared Goff. Like we we we're seeing now too. Even like he's in Detroit. Some of the games are competitive, but. Uh, Okay, Jared Goff is who we thought he was. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jimmy G is who we think he is, which is hurt. So that's why, he, which is, which is, that's why they go he for Jimmy G. Because even if he's cheaper, it becomes dead money. And I don't, I think Matt Stafford's perfect because they had yeah. to get off of Jared Goff. And yeah, that I love the important thing about that Matt Stafford trade is they got off that Jared Goff contract. So Jared Goff's dead money is off the books next year. And then that's going to give them some space to try to do something. But then they also then got to figure out a way to possibly resign Matt Stafford because he only has two years left on that deal. Hey, let's be honest. The, the Niners damn sure was not sending Jimmy G in the same division to the Rams. Yeah, so we got to get that out of there. But uh, this is the conclusion of the fourth and 10 segment. Will the Chiefs make the playoffs? What do you think, Ant? Yeah, I, I think the Chiefs are going to make the playoffs. The Chiefs are still a really good football team, but they are still a very terrible defense. But they have kind of always been. The problem now is that, like, Mahomes can't not turn over the ball. And, like, the team in general can't not turn over the ball. And even with that, they are 3-3. Three and three. So I'm not super concerned. This team is like, punted, like, 10 times all year long, which is by far the least in the NFL. So it's really like, yo, we either going to score or give you the ball. But we now punch it. And if, if your offense is that good, basically they can still be this ass on defense. And if Mahomes just becomes himself again, they'll be fine. If Mahomes, he, get, he getting uh, sacked. He getting sacked too much this year, bro. I don't. And honestly, a lot of those picks are, and I hate to say it because Tyreek came out so hot, but like a lot of these are coming right off Tyreek's hands and straight into the defense. So it's really not like, yeah, Mahomes hasn't played as good, but it's the overall offense has been so sloppy. And people need to not forget, people are getting on Tyreek Hill that because he's been dropping the ball. Tyreek Hill is a top five wideout. Tyreek Hill is light years better than what we thought Deshaun Jackson was. Deshaun Jackson yeah. is great, but Deshaun Jackson is a one-trick pony. Tyreek Hill is definitely not a one-trick pony. You look at the routes. You look at the, the separation. You look at what you can do with him. Like, it's – Yeah, he can do a lot. I mean, yeah, he just missed – he's just sure. messing up on the concentration part, which – he does that from time to time, but he's just having a real bad time at it now. They're trying to incorporate Josh Gordon. Tyrone Matthew looks like he's about to lose his mind on defense because they're playing so oh, bad. Sorensen? Sorensen, oh, my God, that was my favorite. I don't, like even... Eight of just... <laughs> I don't even know how Sorensen got a job. I ain't going to hold y'all. I... All you see is just. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm not gonna lie though. I feel like Sorensen would probably be in the box if they had a better like safety put back there. Like, imagine if they had Patrell Diggs from the Seattle. Sorensen probably wouldn't be in the back. He'd probably be like in the box somewhere, just floating around, making dumb ass plays there. <laughs> I think we lost him. Like, 
I've seen very quality snaps from him. His playing time will not change. So he going to be out there again next week. <laughs> I feel, hey, I feel so bad because you know that defensive coordinator for the Chiefs oh is just God. like, bro, you all we got. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> bro, they're, they're, they're struggling for so. Uh, we got something else to stay tuned for or not stay tuned for. Nick's going to give us this information. We don't have an overtime segment today for you guys. We wanted to make sure this episode was actually going to work. So we didn't want to be spilling too long and then lose another episode. But, Nick, who are the top five teams in the NFL right now? All right. I hope you all are ready for this. I really feel like this is not too controversial, but I know I'm going to stir some stuff up with this list. But uh, starting in at number five. All right. So I got the Buffalo Bills. I know this is off rip. People are going to have you know something to say because they just lost the Titans. But let's face it. You're talking about one of the best running attacks ever with a one-man ban he literally put his team on on his back i think it's a uh, an anomaly as opposed to something that'll be consistent you know the bills made the chiefs look like uh their little 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 brother uh, let's be honest they've had a crazy year they're still number one in defense even with last night's performance um uh, number four i got the bucks you know hitting on all cylinders offensively you know uh, again we talk a lot, a lot about what the chiefs have looked like on defense their biggest question is their secondary can they continue to get enough pressure to cause some of the better passing offenses to uh, fall back. Antonio Brown, they best wide out, but keep going. Nick. And no, no. And honestly, that needs to be brought up because first of all, even if you still feel like it's Mike Evans, whatever, but we got to talk about how Antonio Brown has had a complete, like we talk about AJ Green's revitalization. Yo, Antonio Brown looks like it's 2015. Hold so um, Antonio Brown never looked bad at the game of football. Ever. It was just his attitude. No, no, yeah, yeah. No, no, it, no. It, was, it, it was his off-field issues. Yeah, like, yeah, it was his attitude. That yeah, man on true. the field, he has been that nigga on the field. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, he freezer burnt his feet, didn't play any preseason, showed up to New England and caught a touchdown pass his first game with Tom Brady. Bro, like, people still talk about how good that game was. That yeah. game in New England was amazing. Like, anytime he's on the field, he is yeah. that. He is He is it. He yeah. Is yeah. It. So we got the Bucks. Yeah, so we got the Bucks in at number four. Um, and then number three, I got the Rams. Uh, because again, you know, top to bottom, I think their offense, the craziest part about the Rams has been, you know, we talked about their defense. And I, even though we've talked about how thin the defense is, they are not thin on offense. Yes, running back is questionable, but they got unlimited outside weapons. The Matt Stafford project has been uh 10 out of 10 so far. Uh Sean McVay looks like a kid in a candy store. Hold up. No, I'm just kidding. What's up? It ain't been 10 out of 10. It's been it's like been 10 out of 10. It, it's been wait. The only reason I'm saying it's nine out of 10, because if this man starts hitting Deshaun Jackson, this offense looks scary. Because it looks I say the reason why I say 10 out of 10 is because you got exactly what you wanted in an improvement for the best thing that you could get. No one was expected. I'm not obviously he's not Aaron Rodgers out there dropping dimes all over the field, but I mean uh dropping what dimes you did on with the Matt Stafford. Yeah, stop. Uh <laughs> But what you get from Matt Stafford has been perfect to me. Um, the number two who I have is the Ravens, who seems like they can put the towel boy in and he's going to show up to play. Um, so, uh, you know, <laughs> talking about depth, I mean, clearly the Ravens got it because it doesn't matter who comes in. I mean, the one of the craziest ones to think about is that Latavius Murray and Le'Veon Bell are like now probably all two big hitters at running back. And we're sitting here saying that's garbage, but if you really think about it, these dudes got a little bit left in the tank. Both scored this weekend. A lot bit left the whole time. That's man. what I'm saying. Latavius Murray was just a pro bowler a couple years ago. Obviously, don't, we know. Don't forget Devon. Day Freeman scored too. Your boy from Atlanta. 
Hey, and, <laughs> Pro and Seminoles. And Seminoles. Pro yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, they've got like three former three Pro, Pro Bowl running backs. <laughs> so I mean, like uh, at a certain point, all these dudes were top five. So uh, the Ravens got unlimited depth. And then I, it goes without saying, Every week is like the what can what box can Lamar Jackson check off the haters list because it's like at this point I can't wait for the playoffs and if my Falcons which is looking like we're not gonna make the playoffs I'm gonna be I'm gonna be right there ragging, riding the wagon with uh with uh Keese on on the Ravens bandwagon because I can't wait to see him continue. My <laughs> How many games y'all gonna win? Hey hey hey, <laughs> hey we got eleven games. Hey, the bet, the bet is 12, and it hey, looked rough. No, no, the bet was 11. The bet was always 11. I said oh. they get 11 wins. Okay, anyway. whatever. Anyway. 11, though. So why does it matter? Huh? Y'all ain't hey, going to get close to 11, so why does hey, it matter? We got two wins, and we got 11 games left. It's all good. <laughs> anyway. So, uh. Um. And then number one, I got number one. I got the Cardinals. Uh, obviously, they play better than anybody else this season. Again, they've been the the like the biggest surprise. Um, my dark horse team was the Chargers, who's also looking really good. But I think the biggest dark horse, without question, has been uh, the Cardinals. We were arguing they're probably going to come in last in their division, and they're like dog walking their own division, you know. So it's like it's been kind of scary. Kyler Murray is taking a big leap. Um, I don't think that his name he's not there with the Josh Allen's, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson's, obviously, but he he's close. Close, getting closer to that conversation as this year goes along. Um, plus, the defense looks revitalized. Chandler Jones didn't even want to be there, and now he's having an animalistic season. So it's like, you know, Buda Baker's balling out. Uh, the the receivers are doing the thing, top to bottom. They look great. Y'all got great. Shout out to you. And you got any holes in this this top five? Or are you keep, like you keeping it. This is almost exactly my top five, but I flipped the Bucks and the Bills. Okay, so and likes it. I, I honestly I couldn't even argue with that. Terrence, you like it? You buying it? Yeah, I, I can get along with um with this, you know, Bucks Bills. You can definitely flip flop them potentially. Maybe I, I flip the Bills and the Bucks based off of the simple facts of the Bucks secondary. Um, so yeah, I can agree with. I can agree with. I got it. I I agree with it because I got Dallas at six. None of their wins are impressive except for their Chargers. <laughs> I'm I know I'm being honest. Like you no, know, no, I agree. It, it, if they because- if they would have beat the Bucks and beat the Chargers, then we'd be talking about some whole different shit going on. Because I got like then it'd be like okay, Dak and State all these dragons. Like because Lamar has to slay every dragon to just even to get, get any praise. Yeah. Any. So we looked at it. He done slain fucking Mahomes. The, him and the defense have slain Mahomes. They've slain Herbert. Who else? Derek Carr is getting this awkward recognition for some reason. I don't he, understand it. Huh? Well, I mean, he always puts up good numbers. Every yeah, time. Derek Carr is just Kirk Cousins at this point. I promise you. I, the thing, the reason why I want to give Derek Carr some love this year is like the instability <laughs> and drama that he's also having to deal with. Like he won't I mean, the drama. He sad Gruden left. That's his bang. No, no. I, I'm just saying. I, I feel like he's trying to save face at that point. If that man really believes that, like, come on now. But um, but no. I mean, the fact that he's putting up numbers, he's had a pretty good year. Yeah, I like it. Dallas, them Dallas fans about to come for you on Twitter. I can't wait. Uh, and <laughs> let- for me, you're the one that said they didn't have it. You see how he threw me under the bus? Oh, you ain't slick. You ain't slick. <laughs> At least I let at least I let Dallas know I had him at six. You didn't even say nothing about him. 
So what do you think? Better? What do you think they'd be more mad about? Getting left off or you being like, yeah, they're six because none of their their wins matter. <laughs> uh, and let the people know where they can find you at one last time. Shout out anything you want to shout out. Oh, what's good, y'all? Y'all can catch me at the Fly Route Pod on all social media platforms. It's one word. Episodes come out every Friday. Clips on the YouTube nearly daily. Uh, if you put in the Fly Route Podcast, you find me everywhere. Boom. Yep. There we go. Visual plug. Uh-huh. Visual plug. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we appreciate you stopping by. Uh, you know, y'all ain't got to hear no more words of the day. Me botching words and not know how to pronounce shit. Sorry, y'all had to deal with that season one. This is season two. I forgot to let y'all know that because season two, the original episode was last week. Last week. So I felt like I didn't have to announce it. But hey, this is season two. I hope you guys enjoy what we put out so far. We're only going to get better. We're going to have new graphics coming out for y'all. Maybe we'll have new displays in the back. Stay tuned. Check us out. Tell a friend. Let them know they can holler at us. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. I already discussed where to find us at. And yeah, that's it. I'll let y'all later. Hey, shout out to Keith. Dougie McDermott is the coach for the Bills. Dougie <laughs> 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 that boy playing in China somewhere. Later. <laughs>